Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in the league one for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. The Blues had to come from behind for a third consecutive league game. Mayer's got it behind Ogilvy from the dead ball line for Morecambe. Can he get across? He's worked into the penalty area. Left footed, pulls it back. Great chance. And Morecambe have scored. Passed into the back of the net by Liam Shaw. His first goal for Morecambe. Pompey opened up so easily. And much like those two league matches prior, Pompey walked away from the Mazuma Stadium with just a point, following yet another one-all draw. Colby Bishop sparing the blushes of a second half. Back to Hume. Hume stands it up, looking there for the head of Pang. It's cleared off the line. Swanson nods it down. was coming. Although we saw the return of Marlon Pack on Saturday, Tom Lowry was again missing from the squad, and Danny Cowley's patience is wearing thin when it comes to the treatment of his wounded players. We keep getting reoccurring injuries, and they're going to kill us. They will stop us achieving what we want to achieve. But too many, too many that come back. I mean, Tom's broken down four times. It's just unacceptable. There was reason to be cheerful on Sunday, though, with the Pompey women securing their place in the second round of the Vitality Women's FA Cup. Head coach Jay Sadler talks us through his evaluation of yesterday's 4-0 win. Hands made one really good save early on um, when they've hit us on the counter-attack, but apart from that, I think we were able to nullify their threats. But the problem was it was it was trying to find the solutions to the lack of spaces that they gave us. We'll go over the girls' result and hear more from Jay a little later on. Don't forget to have your sound tonight's show to Pompey fans. 81400 is the text number. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com. Find us on Twitter at expressfm or head on over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. You're tuned in to 93.7 Express FM for this Monday night edition of the Football Hour. Come on in. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. Welcome along one and all to the Football Hour here with myself, Jake Smith, joined this evening by two more Blues fans to go over the latest news and hot topics involving Portsmouth Football Club. And as ever, there are plenty of them to see us through until seven o'clock. This season, the show is being driven to you by Stagecoach Across the South. Be sure to download the app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to access a live timetable of buses in your area, as well as information regarding updated ticket prices and locations of nearby stops. We commence this evening's instalment of the Football Hour, as we so often do, with a reminder of how Pompey fared in their last outing. Danny Cowley took his side on their longest league one away day of the season, 290 miles north to the Mazuma Stadium, where relegation threatened Morecambe lie in wait of the Blues, who had secured victory in just one of their previous seven league fixtures before kickoff. Your commentary team up in Lancashire, Andy Moon and Guy Whittaker. Passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot and score! 
Rivers. 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Pompey in their mint green shirts, black shorts, green socks, and we are underway. And Robertson plays Karoma, and he's got space on this left-hand side, and he's running towards the penalty area. Karoma for Portsmouth. What can he do here, Karoma? Works it across the box to Dale. Good attacking position for Pompey. Dale shot, and it's just over the bar. Via a touch from the goalkeeper, corner kick, nil-nil. And Mayer's got it behind Ogilvy from the dead ball line for Morecambe. Can he get across? He's worked into the penalty area. Left-footed pulls it back. Great chance, and Morecambe have scored. Passed into the back of the net by Liam Shaw. His first goal for Morecambe. Poppy opened up so easily. It's Morecambe one, Portsmouth nil. Then they give it away again and Morecambe have it outside the box and Mayer tips it into the penalty area. Griffiths will claim that one. Does easily and Morecambe are sensing a second. Watts is going to clear it long. Swanson nods it to Robertson. That wasn't the pass he wanted. Suddenly there's a break on here for Morecambe and you can tell Robertson's not fully fit and it's a glorious chance for Morecambe to make it two and what a save from Griffiths. It's over the bar, it's a corner kick, it's 1-0 but it's only 1-0. Morecambe on the attack, ball to come into the penalty area, great delivery and it should be 2-0. Watch has missed and he's missed by a mile, 1-0. Back to Hume, Hume stands it up, looking there for the head of Pang, it's cleared off the line, Swanson nods it down and it is into the net and Portsmouth are level. Stockton plays a lovely ball and keeps him beaten and it's a wonderful chance and Griffiths saves and it's still 1-1 and another big save from Josh Griffiths. Is the cross going to come in for Hackett? Instead he finds Pack edge of the box. Pack will hit one from here. He's going to hit it left-footed and it's clawed away by the goalkeeper. Still in play. Kept in but Hackett was offside when he touched it and it's a free kick and it's still 1-1. Plays it in the area. A lovely ball to Hackett. Hackett pulls it across the face of goal. Loose in the penalty area and Morecambe scramble it clear and suddenly on the counter-attack, it's Stockton against Hume, if Stockton can play it, he's away, Stockton is away, Tonicliffe trying to get back, Stockton, it's a great chance for Morecambe to win it, saved by Griffiths and behind for a corner. Well, we didn't get our last minute of play, but we've had a fairly exciting second half, one that Portsmouth have fought back from a goal down to get a point from. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There you go, the highlights there of Pompey's third one-all draw in a row as far as the league is concerned on Saturday, drawing one apiece with Morecambe at the Mazuma Stadium. Results elsewhere as follows. Accrington Stanley nil, Sheffield Wednesday 1, Bristol Rovers 2, Fleetwood Town 2, Burton Albion 3, Charlton 3, Cambridge United nil, Bolton Wanderers nil, Exeter 3, Peterborough United 2, Forest Green Rovers nil, Wickham Wanderers 2, Ipswich 1, Cheltenham Town 1, Lincoln City 1, Plymouth Argyle 1, Milton Keynes 1, Derby County 3, Oxford United 4, Port Vale 0, and Shrewsbury Town 0, Barnsley 1. So the table looks like this. Plymouth Argyle still top uh, with 42 points despite only drawing on Saturday. Ipswich Town in second with 38 points. Sheffield Wednesday and Peterborough third and fourth with Pompey down in fifth with 28 points. And Derby County, Friday's opponents, Fratton Park also on 28 points, but they are in sixth position. 
position. Bolton Wanderers also have 28 points, but they are just outside of the playoffs on goal difference. Down at the bottom, Forest Green Rovers rock bottom with 13 points. They are 24th. Burton Albion 23rd, also with 13 points. Morecambe 22nd. They've uh, gained a point. They got to 14 points. And Milton Keynes, they are 21st, also on 14. So let's welcome in my two guests for this evening's conversation. First and foremost, uh, delighted to welcome on uh, with his own very own uh, radio show as well on Burn FM. It is Alex Fletcher. Alex, it's a pleasure as always to have you on the show, my friend. We're not allowed to hear from Alex. We will try and get Alex as soon as we possibly can. Um, Josh Sweetman. I hope Josh is there. Josh, good evening. I think I'm here. Good evening, you Jake. Are here. Pleasure as always. I'm glad to hear it, my friends. Yes, you are here. Um, back to Saturday, Josh. A one-all draw for Pompey. Three one-all draws on the bounce. Um, they do say if you draw your away games and, and win your home games, you, you're guaranteed promotion. You, you're going to get over 90 points. But in Pompey's case, one win in eight in the league. And we're not just drawing the away games. We're drawing the home games too. So Saturday's result, not really the kind of response Danny Carley would have wanted. No, it's not. And I think I think the main the main thing to look at it is that we're not picking up those home wins at the moment as well. So even if you go away and pick up a draw and you think it's a good result, it, it's it's simply not good. It's not enough at the moment. And you you look at your fixtures at the start of the season, and you definitely had the likes of Morecambe down as one that you really want to be coming away with three points. And to be honest. For, what I saw, we didn't really deserve the three points. And if anything, Morgan could have had four or five goals on Saturday. And that sort of shows the struggles that we're having at the moment. Indeed. And I've just been told, you could hear a little ping there by our, our good friend Alex Fletcher. He's been told to try again. Alex, good evening. Hello, Jake. Can you hear me? There we are. Yeah, we're all good. We're all good, mate. Um, welcome to the show, first of all. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, just, just talking about Saturday, Alex, and in regards to the response that we were looking for after back-to-back home uh, draws in the league, of course, the, the 3-1 victory over Hereford in the FA Cup, the progression to the Papa John's Trophy as well, a trip to Morecambe, the longest away day of the season. And it was one of those games where, as far as you know, as, a, as far as fans are concerned, nothing less than a win would have been suffice. Yeah, hundred percent, and that's why it's it's just yet another disappointing result in in so many different ways. I think mean, we're a sort of position now where you have to go to Morecambe, and people are saying that you, you should win that game, you should win that game, and and we should have we should have won the last couple of home games that we drawn one all in, and we haven't been able to do that. It's it is so so disappointing to sort of see a team that seems to be so flowing seem to i mean we did concede first goals and we conceded equalizers earlier in the season but we didn't panic we came back and, and and we put on some some really really good performances and it seems this is a team now that can you know all right a swanson wonder goal against shrewsbury you know we, we piled on the pressure and we scrambled in a goal against Morecambe. you know those kind of events aside can't really seem to create so many chances use the possession that we have and, and, and score the goals. And if we're not going to be defensively sound and not rely on just winning games 1-0, then these draws are just going to keep coming. Mm. Pompey don't have a great record, admittedly, going to Morecambe. Josh, five visits to what is now called the Mazuma Stadium for the Blues. And in neither of those games have Pompey secured all three points. And for a third game running, it, it's ended a draw. And it, in two of those three games, it's been a, a 90th minute equaliser from the hosts, of course, last season. Um, it was Jonah Oyunga, the former Haventor-Toulouville striker, pouncing an injury time to deny Pompey or really secure uh, Pompey a League One status for this season, and and yet again we come away from Morecambe frustrated. But it's not it's not those kind of omens, Josh, that we're looking at because Pompey have got 
a vastly improved team on paper this season, considering Morecambe's league position. We can say as much as we want that every game in this division is a tough one, and that's not incorrect. But you need to be coming away from these games with three points if you are a genuine promotion contender. And I believe Pompey are, but of late we've not seen too much of that. We haven't. I mean, at least it wasn't a Barry Roche equaliser in the 20th minute. But um, I, I, this is exactly what I said a minute ago. I think if if you look at things and there's something just not clicking at the moment, and I, I for one, personally think that we look devoid of attacking intent and we don't look like we're going to open the opposition up. And that's even been the case in the home games against Oxford. It took them going down to 10 men for us to really look like we were going to go forward. Um there's there's a lot of players that I don't know whether they just look tired. Like it, it it's such chalk and cheese from the start of the season. It was such a good feel factor around the performances. Whereas now we're 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 battling. We're, we're battling. And we're it's hard to describe. It's mm. it's just a cagey affair every time that I see uh, we play at the moment and something's not right. I guess all it takes is something to click and it might come back, but. The teams around us at the moment are scoring goals, creating chances, and I just don't think we look like that. So I've got a big concern that Derby could open us up on Friday night, but I really mm. hope that I'm wrong. As a Pompey fan, Alex, how difficult is it to actually summarise the run or the start of the season that the, the club have had? Fifth in the table, 16 games, only two defeats. Both of those have been away from home to Ipswich and Charlton, two very big um, big hitters in this division. Yes, only one win in the last eight league games, but still fifth with two matches in hand and 10 points off the top two. I know you've got to secure the points, you've got to get them on the board, but essentially you win those two games in hand, you're only four points off the top two with only half a season gone, not even that. So yes, it's, it's a poor run of form, but are you still optimistic that promotion is... Well, not possible, of course it's possible, but as an actual Pompey fan speaking realistically, is that still in your sights for top two? Well, this is the frustrating thing, isn't it? We're, we're in a position now where we've, we've been saying this for the last few weeks. We had the defeat against Ipswich and say, OK, well, you know, we've got the games in hand, we can still make that. And then we went on some, you know, had another very disappointing draw against Fleetwood at home, I think it was. And, and it's sort of every week we keep saying this and every week we keep saying that we've got these games in hand and these two tough games against Barnsley and Bolton, they're not going to be easy games. We're not guaranteed the points. But we keep saying this sort of week in, week out, where we're sort of getting frustrated. But you're right, we've got to put the point, points on the board now. And, and it is tough to summarise. And, and certainly if we were to suddenly go on a three, four game winning streak, we're back in the hunt. But it, it, it just frustrates me that the sign of a good team is we go to Ipswich and lose 3-2. There's not necessarily any shame in that. There are a team that have been up there. They were at home. They got the better of us on one goal on the day, by one goal on the day. The reaction for that, though, has been one win in, in, in eight or seven or whatever it's been since then. It's been a very, very poor run of form. So that's the frustrating thing. A good team is able to react immediately. A really good team that is, is genuinely thinking of trying to finish in the top two or in a strong playoff position, you know, takes setbacks and is able to then sort of build from that and then go on and win. And we haven't done that. And that's the worrying thing. And we just don't have the confidence to continue that. And you just think, well, we can have a good run of form. We have then one defeat. Do we then slump again? And you just lose so many points doing that. And that's what's frustrating. Mm. 
Linda Mail on the emails uh, sharing that, that frustration, Alex, saying the wheels have come off our promotion challenge early this season. It is normally January. Unless we start getting back to winning ways, our promotion ambition will be off, with teams above us collecting points and pulling away. We really must be beating teams like Morgan. No disrespect to them, but you cannot afford dropping two points a match to these sides. We have injuries, but we did look like we had depth in our squad. But this seems not to be the case. It will be an interesting transfer window in January. Hopefully, we will still be in the running and not too far adrift in the points. Play up Pompey, Linda Mail um, in the emails there. And, and Josh really kind of reacting and, and bouncing off that um, email from Linda. You can understand the frustration. You can really sense it amongst the Pompey fans at the moment. But a really good point in regards to, yes, we've got injuries and plenty of them. That's something we're going to really go into depth uh, in the next part of the show. But in regards to the depth within the squad, as Linda highlights there, is there a, a disappointment in your eyes, Josh? But the quality and depth is not quite what we expected from this side, considering you know all of these injuries. And we, yes, we've got a lot of players, but are they living up to that that, that expectation? I don't. I tell you, I don't think it's an issue with the depth. I think if you looked at the team after the transfer window at the start of the season, with as I said a minute ago, the depth that we had, we were all delighted with. I think, without trying to sound too harsh, I think that the, losing Rafferty and Lowry has been the big blow because we were, that was when we were winning games. And I think it is with, with a one in eight without both of them. Um, but I don't think we are playing the players who provide that depth in the right partnerships. I don't think you can play Pack and Morel together or Pack and Tunnicliffe because they are the same players. Pack will work for me alongside Mingy, who can drive forward and get us going forward. Otherwise, it's almost too much, which is side to side, and it becomes harder to break teams down. You're not running at them, you're not nothing. I think there will be money spent in January, personally, but I don't think we're playing to the strengths of these squad players. It's the same with Denver Hume. Denver Hume was signed as a wing-back, and now, like, at home, we're playing defensively with Conor Ogilvy, who's brilliant, by the way, but... Mm. We've got much more attacking options on the bench. Hume could probably play as a winger as well. And we're not utilising them p- properly, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, speaking of Denver Hume, Pompey and Wales says one thing is glaringly obvious. Denver Hume has played 20-odd minutes of his half. Uh, and this is a tweet from Saturday. And he's caused as many problems as we have in the last few weeks before. So um, Pompey chimes, uh, Pompey and Wales um, on Twitter there. OK, we've heard plenty from Alex and Josh so far, but nothing yet from Danny Carley. We'll take a listen to his post-Morgan thoughts next. These are games that we want to try to win. And the game got, yeah, like a game of basketball. I didn't like it. It was out of control in the last 15. 20 minutes we just had so many problems going into the game so many problems during the game and it's um, it's difficult sometimes to be Portsmouth manager Strong words from the gaffer but can you blame him? Text Express followed by your name and message to 81400 to have your say this evening email sport at expressfm.com include at expressfm on Twitter or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Life more to come here on the Football Hour after this This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do, for those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. 
Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10. Bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach Bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and warm welcome along to the Football Hour, brought to you in association with Stagecoach Across the South, getting you from A to B across Portsmouth and beyond too. Head to stagecoachbus.com for, to find out more information on the services they can provide near to you. Shout out to L Griffin, massive Pompey fan and Miami Dolphins supporter as well. At least one of those teams got a decent result from the weekend. AL, thank you for your support this evening. Uh, but back to both um, Josh and Alex joining me over the phone lines tonight. Going back to Saturday, Marlon Pack included within that Pompey starting eleven um, at Morecambe, Alex, and that was one change Danny Cowley made from the Blues' previous league match against Shrewsbury uh, a fortnight prior. Uh, Marlon Pack coming in for Jay Mingy. Great to see Marlon Pack back, first of all, Alex. But did he make the kind of impression you were hoping for upon his return? Oh, sadly not. I mean, I, I, I sort of I feel for him a little bit because obviously he is one of our are more skilled players. He's certainly one of the more technical players, and he's got the experience at you know championship level. And we saw his quality earlier on in the season. But he just he felt very very nervous at the team. He couldn't perhaps string a few passes together. There were times where he just gave the ball away in ways that were just so uncharacteristic. And whether that's just a you know just a, a kind of microcosm example of the problems that we're having at the moment within the team, I don't know. But it it, it just it just seems to me that he seems a bit low on confidence. And if you've got a player like that who's long confidence and doesn't seem to be able to execute his game well, then we really do have a problem. He is a creative force in many respects. Um, and I think I, I would agree with Josh, we're not utilising a lot of the player's strengths. I think he would definitely be one of those. So, you know, if he's the sort of player that plays better alongside someone like Lowry, I don't know him and Tunney, they're maybe too similar as players. That remains to be seen, but it, it, it felt very uncharacteristic. He didn't seem himself. And, and that is a concern. Hmm. And fair to say that Marlon Pack, Josh, as Alex has alluded to there, hasn't played a lot of games alongside Ryan Tunnicliffe. And I'm sure many would have preferred um, Tom Lowry to be starting the game at Morecambe uh, on Saturday afternoon. A rather disappointment after he was named uh, to play along, uh, to play against Hereford in the FA Cup um, eight days prior. But sadly, again missing for the trip to Morecambe. Now, we heard from Danny Cowley after the game, and we'll be airing of that interview in just a few moments' time, but just sum up your thoughts as a Pompey fan to, to, to look at that team news and see no Tom Lowry anywhere near it, uh, and that's that's obviously not a tactical decision. It's not, and it is, it is really frustrating because <clears throat> you can hear it in Danny Cowley's voice as well, can't you? Uh, it's just, it's one of those that it was such a a relieving moment when he came off the bench in the FA Cup game. And I know that we were playing non-league opposition. However, he instantly looked twice the, the player that we'd already had in that position for a couple of weeks. And you're sitting there thinking, oh, it's brilliant. He's back like him and Pac's back as well than them too. That's really what we've been missing from the start of the season when we were picking up these wins, win after win. And to see that he wasn't in the squad, it is, it's really frustrating. And, I think there's clearly something that's an issue, whether that's within part of the, t um, the backroom staff, whether that's to do with the training pitches, but it seems to be a reoccurring theme. Like we've, we've seen it with Jacobs as well. And it could also be the reason that some of these players are picking up injuries during games because of something to do with 
some of the background or the all the training pitches. So it's frustrating, and and by the sounds of it, hamstring that's going to be another two to three weeks minimum. Mm. And yeah, it's sort of like it's almost like you're you're just desperate for January to come already. Yeah, uh, John Tucker on Twitter. Come on, Pompey. What's up with our medical team? Players come back from injury and then out injured again. This needs sorting, and certainly not uh, the only person to be sharing that sort of frustration um, at the moment. John, we know Danny Carley, as we heard from the teaser clip before the break, um, also very, very, um, very angered about the situation. Not not just with Tom Lowry, but the other players as well. Okay, let's actually hear from the gaffer now. Max Watson caught up with Danny Carley and asked him for his take on the match shortly after the full-time whistle at the Mazuma Stadium. I think a tough game. We knew it would be against a very competitive opponent. I think they've got a good home record here in, in recent games. They, they beat Barnsley and, and drew a derby the last two games out. I, I felt we conceded probably when we just got control and rhythm in the game. And again, incredibly frustrating that we conceded with the first chance. I then didn't like us into half-time. We uh, lost our emotional control. And Josh Griffiths made, made a really good save just on half-time to keep us in it. Um, I thought we'd come out second half and, yeah, we played well leading up to, the foot, to, to our equaliser. I thought we played some good football. Um, we asked a lot of questions of them. You know, they sit in a very compact shape. They're very difficult to break down. You have to, um, you have to risk a lot of players forward. Um, and I thought we did that and, and, and did well to equalise. And then, yeah, the, the end of the game... We were trying to win the match. These are games that we want to try to win. Um, and it, the game got, yeah, like a game of basketball. I didn't like it. It was out of control in the last 15, 20 minutes. We just had, you know, we had so many problems going into the game, so many problems during the game. And it's, um, it's difficult sometimes to be Portsmouth manager. One of those problems going into the game was Tom Lowry. What's the situation with him? I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to ask somebody else because we keep getting reoccurring injuries and they're going to kill us they will stop us achieving what we want to achieve there are too many too many that come back I mean Tom's broken down four times it's just, un- it's just unacceptable it's, we, need to, we need to resolve it and we need to resolve it quick because if we don't then these are key players for us and you know it, it happens at the back end of the week and it really affects all of our planning Josh Griffiths you mentioned him earlier a handful of saves to keep us in the game what do you think of his performance? Yeah, I thought Josh was excellent. You know, I, I've been really frustrated that he has in week, recent weeks because we keep conceding with, with the opponent's only shot on target. And none of the goals have been his fault, by the way, but I've been waiting for him to have to make some saves, and, and today he did, and I thought he made some, some fantastic saves when called upon. I felt both ways, really. We had a lot of chances. They, they, they had too many chances. We didn't build a shield behind our attacks. Um, like I said, they, they sit in a very compact shape and hit you on the counter, and... Yeah, we didn't, we didn't quite build that shield and have that protection behind the ball and that's why at times in the last four, 15, 20 minutes the game got very open. Captain Clark Robertson came off at half-time due to an injury injury sustained in the in yeah. the first half. What's the situation there? Yeah, Clark's got an ankle injury. Um, Zach Swanson's got a, what looks like a knee, in, like a contact injury, um, but he's felt his knee. And yeah, Mark Marlon, I thought, you know, come knees must... Um, played played nearly 80 minutes, which was incredible effort, um, and he just come off with just fatigue, so he'd be he'd be fine. And just finally, a word on the support this afternoon. Over 1,000 Pompey fans in the away and back in the team for the whole 90. How much did they help you today? Yeah, I thought they were excellent. You know, at the beginning of the second half, I thought they stayed right with the team. You could hear them throughout. Um, we're just disappointed. I think 584 miles they've travelled to Morecambe. 
and uh, I know that many of them would have left in the, in the middle of the night after a hard week at work so we really wanted to try to get a win but we weren't able to find the performance to do that so we have to take the point and we have to dust ourselves down and be ready to go again in what is a really competitive league. So much to delve into Danny Cowley's post-match assessment from Saturday's one-all draw with Morecambe. Josh, where do we start? Um, Clark Robertson coming off with an ankle injury. I know Danny Cowley highlights it as not a, a big concern, but given the record of, of injuries this season, it, it, it's not something as a Pompey fan you want to hear any player getting injured, whether it's uh, minor or not, or you know, major or not. You, you don't want any player being forced off of any any sort of knock, Dean Clark Robertson, alongside Zach Swanson, uh, both coming away from Saturday with with something with something else. It's just, it's like buses, isn't it? Like mm. one come, they all come. But um, yeah, it's frustrating. And, and as I said a minute ago, you can just hear the frustration in Danny Cowley's voice. And it, it yeah, and you can hear the frustration in my voice. Um, <laughs> I, I think we're just incredibly unlucky, and that's. The, the issue is is that we have got a tough, tough period of games coming up now. You think we've got Derby, Wickham. Um, and one thing that I would like to see personally is, and I referred earlier thinking that I said that I think players look tired and a bit fatigued. We seemingly are playing a stronger team in the cup competitions. And when players could do with the rest, it, like, I think it's just... It's not worth it. Like, do, do it would think... be lovely to get to the FA Cup third yeah. round and play somebody like of high standing. Lovely little away down the Premier League, hopefully. But it, it's really not worth the risk. And at the moment, it's just it's just so frustrating. And it's almost like you're looking around every time that someone gets a little a little kick to the shin and they're down. You're like, oh god, here we go again. So. Fingers crossed Clark Robinson's not out for too long. Fingers crossed Curtis isn't out for too long. But we're only one or two more injuries away from that potentially finishing your season. In regards to the point about the the, the cup lineups, Josh, and I fully agree, it's not worth um, risking your your top performers in in cup games like that, especially given the situation. But do you think Danny Cowley had his his hands tied a little bit with particularly the trip to Hereford? He did make nine changes from the game um, against Wimbledon and the trophy. It was only Zach Swanson, Ronan Curtis remaining in that starting 11. And with with the academy playing the night before at Fratton Park, couldn't really call upon a lot of youngsters either. So, I totally understand. I, I totally agree. Um, I, I don't particularly want to be um, playing strong 11s in, in these tournaments, Josh, but do you think that Danny Cowley's a little bit you know, frustrated with the situation, but he, he's left with you know, little choice to do so? I think the academy playing the night before didn't help because I don't think that Danny Cowley would have given them many... Uh, many of those kids from the start, but like it, it would have been a perfect opportunity to just give them the minutes and and give and give some players in the first team time off. I think the I guess the issue is is that because of our injuries, these squad players are actually starting games already. Um, so it, it's a tough one, but there there has to be a way around it. I guess when the J the next JPT Trophy game comes around. Or the Papa John's Trophy. I can't remember what it's called nowadays. It changes so many times. But you have to hope that it is. That we're not looking to put out a strongest team possible to progress. I think we have to rotate and we have to find a way to balance the playing time and and um, these cup competitions without risking too much. Mm. 
I think one of the, the, the punchier quotes, or, or not a quote, it was quite a long quote, but to take from that uh, Danny Cowley post-match interview, lads, was, was this one and, and, a, and a really sharp response to Max's question in regards to uh, the injury to Tom Lowry and, and where he was on Saturday. I don't know, you'll have to ask somebody else because we keep getting reoccurring injuries and they're going to kill us. They will stop us achieving what we want to achieve. But too many, too many that come back. I mean, Tom's broken down four times. It's just, un- it's just unacceptable. It's, we, need to, we need to resolve it, and we need to resolve it quick, because if we don't, then these are key players for us. And, you know, it, it happens at the back end of the week, and it really affects all of our planning. Is it too much of a coincidence in your mind, Alex, that all of these injuries are taking place, and not just you know, players getting injured on the field of play, but not, not returning on time. We've heard Danny Cowley speak before most games over the past month or two since this injury crisis really started with Joe Rafferty's absence um, after the Burton Albion win in September. Do you think there is an, an underlying issue somewhere that obviously we don't know about, but, but Danny Cowley's he's clearly indicating something, whether it be medical team, whether it be facilities, facilities at the Pompey training ground, something's not quite right somewhere and something needs to be done about it soon. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a, quite an unbelievable part of that interview, really, isn't it? I mean, you, you very rarely hear managers talking that tone and that's not positive at all. It really, really isn't good. That it shows that there's something seriously wrong and I, I don't really understand who he's blaming there. And as I said, we don't really know. But if he's blaming the, the, the facilities, then he's, he's at a dig at the club. Is he blaming some of the staff that, that were already at the club, medical facility, medical staff that were already at the club before he was manager? Is he blaming some of his own staff? Is he taking personal responsibility for his team? Is he blaming the players for coming back too soon? I have no idea. But to, to go to a game and, and to, to have had an injury to a player, to be asked what the situation is and say, oh, I don't know, ask somebody else. I, that... I mean, he's obviously frustrated. He's obviously angry with the way that things are going at the moment. But what I saw in a game on Saturday when I was at the game at Morecambe, I saw a team that, that were very easy to play against, that had good quality players, and they showed their individual quality in moments. Um, they didn't seem to have much of a, a system for getting through to goal and for getting to attack and, for de- and to defend. And the solution to that was seemingly just run so hard. I've had some unbelievable stats that were second only to Liverpool for, for pressing and for, for runs, all these kind of things. And that's what I saw on Saturday. I saw all of these runs, all of these presses, all these kind of things to try and get a goal without any tactical kind of nous. And yet we still come away with a point and a longer injury list. It seems like we're just substituting tactics for just... We love it when players work hard, but you can run them into the ground and that seems what's be happening there. So I don't know who he's getting at, but to me, it seems like whichever way we were playing on Saturday, that was the reason for the injuries. Yeah, rant over. I'm sorry. No, no, absolutely. Um, let's dive into the, the the social media interaction as well. Now, Blake on social media has one question: What is wrong with our medical team? Cowley sounded very annoyed when he spoke, but Joe Rafferty one month turned into another operation. Now that's three or four months out. Tom Lowry come back and said he was fit, and we saw that at Hereford. Now out again. Surely that's not normal. And no, I don't think it is very normal at all. Blake and Andrew Moon, our colleague from BBC Radio, Solent, really um, confirming what you mentioned earlier. Josh, um, he, he tweeted after the game saying Tom Lowry suffering a recurrence of that hamstring injury um, at the back end of last week. That's why he was kept out of the side at Morecambe on Saturday. Dave Byrne on the emails. Hi, Jake. Hi, team. I honestly don't want to overreact, but all of these draws recently have felt more like defeats. Even the win at Forest Green felt a bit unconvincing. 
And as a result, we were talking more about Jay Mingi than we were the team. I feel we should now be talking about how somebody is going to get a thrashing soon, but I fear that it will be us that will suffer a heavy defeat in the not-too-distant future. In fact, looking back at the highlights, it could easily have been against Morecambe. I don't have a problem with our management team, but there is an issue with injuries at the club. It feels typical of our luck, and our season is ruined, in my opinion. It's difficult to see how we can salvage any promotion ambitions from the predicament that we are in. In reality, the top two are unlikely to ever be in reach this season and how much money would you put on Pompey winning the playoffs even if we qualify Dave I don't think we've ever won a playoff game let alone a playoff campaign but yeah no totally totally understand the frustration uh, upon your email there Dave thank you very much for getting um, in touch and we haven't really mentioned it too much Josh and, and there's probably a reason because we don't really want to dwell on it too much but there is a, a massive point mentioned within that email and that Morecambe on Saturday, before Pompey's equaliser, Colby Bishop tapping home from three or four yards out, a well-worked move of that as well. Full credit to Zach Swanson at the back post for keeping that chance alive from the incredible uh, cross-in from Denver Hume. We'll assess that in more detail in the next part of the show, but just it could have been more from Morecambe. And, and Morecambe weren't a side who they looked like they were in the bottom four, and I don't know whether that was because they had a good day or whether Pompey just really weren't that good because it could have been two, three or four at half time and that's not over exaggerating. It's not and as much as I dislike him and I know a lot of Pompey fans dislike him, Morecambe manager Derek Adams hit the nail on the head and just said it could it could have been a cricket score and it genuinely at one point could have been four, like I'd sat there thinking this could be four or five. Um and that that is honestly one of the most worrying things about it is that it's not well, we've picked up a one-all draw away at Morecambe, but absolutely battered them. It's we picked up a one-all draw away with Morecambe. People are thinking, oh, you've got you've got to win those games. We were lucky to come away with a point. We really were. And it, and I know he's come up under a lot of criticism, and I think very harshly this season. But Griffiths had one of the best games you'll probably mm. see a goalkeeper have at this at this level all season. He he made three or four really good quality saves to keep us in it. If it wasn't for him, then. It, we would have come back down south with the tails between our legs, having been absolutely thumped by a team that you think are going to be struggling to stay up this season. Yeah, and you've really stolen the words out of, my, out of my mouth. Something was going to come on to in the next part of the show, Josh, but you're absolutely right. Josh Griffiths on Saturday making three or four massive, massive saves and, and, and key stops to deny Morgan getting that second or even a third late in the game and, and really keeping Pompey in that match. It could have been um, a lot worse for Danny Cowley's side, as you mentioned, without Josh Griffiths in between the sticks. Someone has come under a lot of scrutiny in recent weeks on social media and some advising that he may even be um, this season's scapegoat. Let us know what you think back home on the social media channels, Pompey fans. 81400, you can text your name and message starting with the word express. Um, let us know what you think about the Josh Griffiths situation. Could have been a whole lot worse if not for him in between the sticks on Saturday. Email sport at expressfm.com. You can tweet using at expressfm or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We'll talk more about the Blues one-all draw with Morecambe at the Mazuma Stadium on Saturday. But when we return, we will also be talking through a big result for the Pompey women at the weekend. And despite the impressive scoreline, we'll hear from a boss who is always chasing perfection from his side. I think you've got to give a lot of credit to Abingdon. They were very structured in their block and they didn't give us any spaces. They limited the spaces in behind their block. They limited the spaces through their block. Um, so the only spaces were around it. And I think we started the game well and we had a lot of patience with our play. But I just think it was our details um, that were sloppy. 
That's all to come on the third and final part of tonight's show. You're listening to the Football Hour on Express FM. Don't go anywhere. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South. Download the app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store or visit stagecoachbus.com for more information. OK, it may have been only a one-all draw for the Blues men on Saturday away uh, to Morecambe in the league. However, a much more positive result for the Pompey women um, in the Vitality Women's FA Cup. They were 4-0 winners over Abington Town uh, away from home in the first round uh, on Sunday afternoon. They will now play in the second round. The draw was uh, made earlier this afternoon. Um, Bowers and Pitsy, uh, that will be at home. So at Wesley Park, having towards Louisville. And that's tied to be played on Sunday, uh, the 27th of November. Yesterday's 4-0 victory over Abington saw goals, uh, a brace from Quirk, one from Barrett, and a 96th minute cherry on the cake from Annie Rolfe as well. After the game, Max Swatton caught up with uh, Blues head coach Jay Sadler. Well, Jay, we should start by giving credit to Abingdon, who put on a good test today, but we're into the next round. What are your thoughts on today's game? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, to be fair. I think you've got to give a lot, to, a lot of credit to Abingdon. Um, they were very structured in their block. Um, they didn't give us any spaces, um, limited the spaces in behind their block. They limited the spaces through their block. Um, so the only spaces were around it. And I think we started the game well and we had a lot of patience with our play. Um, we worked it from one side to the pitch with the other. But I just think it was our details um, that were sloppy, uh, whether it was the first touch, whether it was the execution of the pass. So I'm disappointed in regards to that aspect. Obviously happy that, that ultimately we've, we've won the game of football. And there was some really good, well-worked goals um, and kept the clean sheet. Um, hands made one really good save early on um, when they've hit us on the counter-attack but apart from that I think we were able to nullify their threats um, but the problem was it was it was trying to find the solutions to the lack of spaces that they gave us. You made a number of changes going into the game, what was you thinking there? Yeah, well, it, it provided an opportunity to get more players' minutes. Ultimately, um, May Goulden came in as the nine. Um, she's been waiting time for time, do you know what I mean, to try and get on the pitch. Same with Tini Scott um, coming into the game. So it's a real good opportunity for players to come on and get loads of minutes. And obviously, ultimately happy that it paid off with the win. The post-match thoughts of Jay Sadler following the Pompey women's 4-0 victory in the FA Cup over Abington Town on Sunday afternoon. Their reward in the second round is a home uh, tie against Bowers and Pitsy. That game will be played on Sunday the 27th of November. So uh, just under a fortnight away. We'll hear more from Jay Sadler when Pompey Live returns this Friday evening from 7 o'clock for the visit of Derby County to Fratton Park. I'll be joined alongside two more Blues fans on Thursday evening to preview that game. Uh, so a slight change in the scheduling to the Footblower this week due to that game being moved to Friday night to accommodate for Sky Sports Broadcasting. So that game, Friday night, 7 o'clock, Derby County at Franson Park. Kickoff is 8pm. 
Seba Footblower next up on Thursday evening at the usual time of six o'clock. But we'll come on to talk a bit more about that later in the show. Let's move on now to some ticket news for a couple of games coming up at Fratton Park. And it is kids for a quid against BMK Dons in the FA Cup. Um, that game, of course, Saturday, the 26th of November, um, the day before the women's FA Cup second round tie against Bowers and Pitsy. Um, Pompey versus uh, Milton Keynes at PO4. Season ticket holders will be able to buy tickets at a discounted rate from 5.30 tomorrow. They will have their regular seat reserved at this price until 5pm the following day, Wednesday, the 16th of November. Members and season ticket holders will be able to purchase tickets at the full price from 5.30 on Wednesday, while the general sale period begins at half past five on Thursday afternoon, that's 17th of November. That's all to come this week. Season ticket holders and members will be able to purchase multiple tickets during their priority windows. And please note, this is on the uh, Portsmouth Football Club statement in regards to this ticket news. But in order to take advantage of the discounted price, season ticket holders need to purchase their tickets by 5pm on Wednesday. After this time, all supporters will need to pay the full price. So just to summarise, season ticket holders for the MK Dons game at Fratton Park in the FA Cup on sale tomorrow from 5.30. Season ticket holder discount ends and seats released on Wednesday at 5 o'clock. Members sale on Wednesday from 5.30, but on general sale, whether you've got a season ticket or not, from Thursday uh, at 5.30 as well, the 17th of November. Tickets are priced as uh, adults £10, season ticket holder discount, full price is £12, and on match day it will be £14. Uh, kids for a quid uh, all across the board, whether you're a season ticket holder or not, no matter when you buy that ticket, that will be just £1. Young persons 18 to 22-year-olds, uh, season ticket holder discount £8, full price £10 with the uh, ticket price going up to £12 uh, on a match day. The same goes for senior 65 and over. In regards to another fixture, the Pompey Academy returning to Fratton Park for their FA Youth Cup tie against Cambridge United uh, on the 30th of November. That's Wednesday night, 7 o'clock kickoff at PO4. That comes after a resounding 6-1 victory over three bridges at the start of this month. Tickets will be sold in the South Stand only and um, they are now on sale to all supporters. You can do so by visiting the Pompey e-ticketing website. Adults are priced at 7 pounds seniors 65 and over at five pounds same as young persons 18 to 22 wheelchair tickets are available also at five pounds with juniors 17 and under two pounds a ticket so going back to both josh and alex uh, here on the football this evening just a few moments left um to summarize our feelings from saturday I think we've made it pretty clear, Josh, that it was a disappointing one. We've heard from Danny Carley. We understand vaguely the situation regarding um, the confusion and the frustration regarding the, the injuries and the medical team at present. But let's talk about Josh Griffiths because we briefly highlighted him before we had to go to the ad break a few moments ago. And it really was a, a performance worthy of the Man of the Match award um, on Saturday against Morecambe. A player who, as I mentioned, has come under a lot of criticism, Josh. Is that criticism completely unjust? And, and do you think he responded to that on Saturday? I, I, I think the criticism has been very, very harsh of Josh Griffiths. I think... As in any sort of situation, when you've had someone of the quality of Gavin Bazunu that we did last year, then coming in and trying to replicate that, it, it's not... Pompey fans have got such high hopes because we've had that year of Bazunu, And 
it, it's almost that they're expecting the same with Griffiths. It, I think he's he's a very he's clearly a very good shot stopper. Maybe command his area a little bit more. Um, but the one thing I would like to see is more, like more competition because Josh, Josh, um, I, really bad that I can never pronounce his surname. Oh, Oluwayemi. Oluwayemi. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Um, I mean, every time I've seen him in the in the um, Papa John's Trophy games, his handling's brilliant. I, he's clearly a very good shot stopper as well. So I think that. Griffiths is sort of towards the start of the season. It was more of a case of like, well, it doesn't matter how well Josh plays in the Johnson Paint Trophy games. He's not. It's always going to be Josh Griffiths that's going to start. However, I think now we've seen these decent performances from our number two, and it's it's sort of like I think it's pushing Griffiths a bit more. And as you said, he he really really did have a good game at the weekend, um, and I'm hoping that that can sort of be the catalyst to. Well, I'm not hoping because ideally we don't want shots going at him. But um, if he can keep putting performance in like that, then we won't be conceding as many goals. And that is obviously what helps you win promotion. And as Danny Curley mentioned in his post-match interview as well, Josh Griffiths not many, not facing many shots uh, towards him this season, but uh, against Morecambe on Saturday had to deal with a, a whole lot more, hence why he could probably see um, his strength shown a little bit more with the amount of saves he was forced into making, as, as Josh rightfully mentions there. Great performance from Josh Griffiths uh, on Saturday afternoon, but hopefully we don't particularly want to see those kind of performances because we don't want to see the shots on goal and that is probably testament to the Blues defence this season despite the poor run of form lately have been conceding a very minimal amount of shots actually towards Josh Griffiths' goal Let's get some more reaction on social media. Before we do, love you and leave you at 7 o'clock then. Mackenzie Moore uh, has got in touch on Twitter. There's always that one team each year that gets 12 to 15 draws a season. Pompey of that team this year. Um, Tim, in Portsmouth on the text, uh, how much more of this dross do we have to put up with? Listening to Eisner's recent interview was depressing. It is obvious that he is not prepared to invest in the squad to get us out of League One. Jury is out on Cowley for me, but the Eisners need to get real, says Tim. Uh, Tim in Portsmouth and Alex there's a lot of frustration there's a lot of anger going around with the performances of late but is that shot at the ownership too far in your opinion do you think that maybe the summer we've just had with the arrivals of Marlon Pack Joe Rafferty Tom Larry, Dane Scarlett on loan uh, from Tottenham Hotspur do you think that actually showed a bit more of an intent than previous seasons yeah I'm sorry I, I hate to say it but I think that uh, that, that particular a statement you just read out there is, is, is completely ludicrous, to be honest with you. I mean, every single Pompey fan was very, very help, um, happy with the way that the summer transfer window uh, went. We were very, very happy when we were in good form and we were performing well. Uh, Pompey fans were pleased. We said, what brilliant depth we've got, what brilliant recruitment we've had. Uh, we've brought in players from a higher level we, who are likely to be on very big wages. We praised the ownership, not just in the investment uh, within the team, but the investment uh, in the stadium. And then as soon as we have a poor, poor run of form, of course, they become the scapegoat and everyone says, I'll spend money in January. I'm sick of this sort of idea of we can just throw money and it sorts it out. We throw money at five players and bring them in. If we carry on playing the way we are at the moment, they're going to get injured. So what's, what's, what's the point in that respect? I, I don't agree with that. I think, you know, this is a, a player issue. It's a management issue. The owners are doing exactly what they um, have said in their, in their remit. They're building on it. And um, yeah, I, I, I can't really fault it. But it, of course, as soon as we start playing badly, People, people try and find a scapegoat, and it's, if it's not Josh Griffiths, it's the owners. <laughs>
Summarised perfectly. Thank you very much, Alex, for that. Harry Wood on Twitter. And away draw at Morecambe after being behind in frustration once again. Although we didn't lose. Great to see Bishop scoring again. But we've got to do better than this going forward. Uh, bon on social media. We really are a shadow of the early season Pompey. And Kelvin Shaw. I don't think we should play Dale and Karoma in the same Pompey team. Especially away from home. Doesn't seem to work. But let's see how we go. Thank you very much. Gavin Jones also on the emails. Good evening, gents. Another game, another draw. We firmly lived up to our reputation of being a second-half team. Griffiths had an incredible game and kept us in it on three separate occasions. Hopefully, he'll finally get the praise he deserves. Denver Hume was a major stand-up for me. He was exceptional when he came on. He offered us width and his crossing ability is fantastic. I think all the knee-jerk reactions of some supporters calling for the manager's head is absolutely ridiculous. And we're lucky to have Danny. He's brilliant for us and uh, you can see he clearly cares deeply about the club and the supporters. And he pours his heart and soul into it despite the obstacles he faces. It would be the most pompy thing ever to go on and beat Derby on Friday night by two or three goals now, wouldn't it? Thank you very much, Gav. It absolutely would. But we welcome it. Absolutely, we welcome it. Derby County on Friday night then at Fratton Park. Pompey's next league outing as a result. No midweek um, tie for the Blues this time around, although Friday night technically is uh, is, is a midweek game, 8 o'clock kickoff under the Fratton Park floodlights. They will be boosted by the fact that the Rams, their visitors on Friday, have got an FA Cup replay against Torquay United tomorrow evening. They drew two all at Playmore um, a few weeks ago, so they'll be uh, not quite as rested as Pompey. But all of the unmissable action of the Blues versus Derby here on Pompey Live from 7 on Friday. The unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Three draws in a row as Pompey fought back to win a point away at Morecambe on Saturday afternoon. We've had a fairly exciting second half, one that Portsmouth have fought back from a goal down to get a point from. A return to Fratton Park is next. Pompey hosts Derby County in League One on Friday. Can the Blues bag all three points? Join us for all of the unmissable action Friday from 7pm. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. So, as I mentioned, Pompey versus Derby County. All of the unmissable action here on Pompey Live on Express FM from 7 o'clock on Friday evening at Fratton Park. That kickoff is an 8 o'clock one. I'll be back next for the Football Hour to preview that game with two more Pompey fans on Thursday evening from 6 o'clock. So, don't forget, Thursday evening is your next instalment of the Football Hour. There's no Football Hour next Monday, and that is because it is a very busy day. England start their World Cup campaign against Iran. That's a one o'clock kickoff um, in Qatar. And then I'm just occupied in the evening. So I won't be here on Monday. But so the next football hour this Thursday to preview Derby County. And of course, there's no Blues midweek action next week anyway. So the next football hour after that will be next Friday to preview the Blues trip to Wickham Wanderers in the league on Sunday. We'll come to talk about all of that on Thursday's edition of the show here on Express FM. Speaking of new guests, thank you very much to my two guests for this evening's conversation. First of all, Alex Fletcher and absolute pleasure and an honour to welcome you on to tonight's show. Have a great evening, my friend. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Jeff. Really enjoyed it. Cheers. Thanks. Likewise to Josh Sweetman. Josh, thank you, my friend. Speak to you soon. Have a great week. All the best, Jay. Take care. Wishing them guys all of the best. Thank you to Stagecoach Across Self. Thank you to everyone for tuning in and getting involved on the social media platforms. I'll be back on Thursday evening. Have a great week. Take care. Stay safe. And of course, play up Pompey. Good night. <laughs>